Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 39. I'm your co-host, Kieran Lefebvre, a white belt under Adam Childs, owner, operator, and master of Alliance Jiu-Jitsu Rose Bay. What's up, bruh? Yo, yo. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It is a Tuesday at the time of this recording. so And you're already wrecked from one day of training. Yeah, I am uh, feeling a bit bit tender, but I was saying to you off air, I, I don't think I've fully recovered from last week of training. That was a heavy week of training for me. I, whoa. Yeah, like you did Thursday. train quite a lot last yeah, week. Yeah, by Thursday I was cooked. You should probably um, do some cold shower, water therapy. Yeah, yeah. If only there was a place I could learn about that. I think there's a podcast that did an episode like, I don't know, Joe Rogan or something. (laughs) (laughs) JRE. Yeah. And then now we've just lost 25% of our listeners. (laughs) But if you're tuning in for the first time, we are the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. We talk about everything Jiu-Jitsu and beyond. And today we are talking about supplements for Jiu-Jitsu. Now, if you're sitting there thinking or walking, I don't know, listening to this podcast, whatever you're doing, and you're thinking, hang on a minute, these are jujitsu guys. What do they know about supplements? Well, I'm an ISSN recognized sports nutrition specialist. So I know a thing or two about supplements. And I've also been in the bodybuilding world, if you will. So we're not talking about spicy supplements. We're talking about, you know, regulated, legal. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Oh God, what was it? I think episode 24, we spoke about steroids yeah. you know so we're not talking about steroids today i mean maybe we'll get there <laughs> Probably. you know there would be some crossover but you know what we mean by supplements or what you can legally take you know yeah. there's sort of uh you know i there's a, a can be a broader term but i guess to the average person you think supplements what you can go and buy from like a uh what would you call it? Like a supplement, supplement shop. Store. Yeah, supp- supplement store. I think the <laughs> you know, big one in America is called GNC. GNC is quite a yeah, big one. ASN yeah, ASN is is pretty popular in Australia, supplement warehouse. But anyway, um, I could talk about a little bit for more the Australian listeners where I recommend sourcing supplements at the end. I didn't actually have that on my agenda. But – Well, they can get quite – like I mean I think it will be like when we spoke about did the nutrition episode. It's a bit of a role reversal, you know. We've got – you know, your, this is more your area of expertise. I don't uh-huh. really know anything about supplements, right? Yeah. Other than what I've sort of experimented with through my career or what you I take. Or, that because this is a role reversal, I know nothing about jujitsu. I mean, it's your words, bro. <laughs> <laughs> your words, not mine. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's various different things you can take. And, yeah. you know, and even... I, I believe in, in the supplement, nutrition, world, whatever. You, you'd read one paper that could say one thing and one that would say another, yeah. right? So yeah, I, definitely. But um, I think the average person is aware of protein powder and creatine, right? Mm-hmm. So It's a good place to start. Yeah. So what, what would you – as someone who knows nothing about supplements, let's yep. say, you know, we're not going into – dietary requirements so we're not mm-hmm. talking like oh you need to take this because you have an iron deficiency we're assuming oh, blah course. blah blah yeah. we're assuming that the person is whatever of average age and health and everything yep. but they're just wanting you know something more firstly 
what's the main reason to even take supplements? Is yeah, it, do question. you want to boost in your training? Do you need better recovery? Like what, what gets you to that point for you to even think it's worth my money? Like I need supplements because. X, like, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to keep this episode geared around athletic performance for jujitsu. So I have created a exactly because yeah it'd be different if you you're going to take different supplements if you wanted to gain muscle mass for oh, bodybuilding yeah, right so yeah. we're sp- speaking I to mean, it's a jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu podcast yeah, right yeah speaking to the jiu-jitsu audience which is everyone today yeah. uh so yeah effectively a good place to start is talking about why we supplement so effectively you're looking at supplementing what you're not getting from your diet Supplements are not a band-aid for a shit diet. That's not what we're talking about. If you're consuming a shit diet, you need to take a couple steps back and look at addressing those things first. The reason that supplements is a multi, multi-billion dollar industry is because people are generally trying to avoid the shit that's hard. It's hard to eat a healthy diet and get your nutrients from your diet. The reason it's hard is because you're doing that. If you look at it in the context of you train jujitsu once per day for an hour, right? 23 hours of the day, including your sleep, you need to be focused on eating the right thing. For that one hour, you just train, right? Mm. So by spending all your money on supplements, what people do in their own worlds, in their own little world is, oh, it's okay that I eat shit because I'm taking this protein powder. It's okay that I'm I'm smashing takeout, you know, four or five times a week or, or what have you, because I'm supplementing with creatine. Why are you pointing at me so aggressively when you say (laughs) (laughs) So just before we – I just want to circle back to something before we get too down the conversation. I mean, yeah, as the name suggests, it's to supplement things that you're not getting. Yes. So is the reason that you have professional athletes, let's say, you know, they've got – They've got everything. It's a professional athlete who has a personal chef and they follow, you know, the strictest of strict nutrition programs and dietary requirements and all this sort of stuff. They would still take supplements. Is that because they're they're performing at a physical level that is not what nature can give you? You know, they're trying to ask more from the body than it's like typically yeah, yeah, supposed to of. do because you could have someone who man like you couldn't eat cleaner than this human being like i said they've got a personal chef yeah. they do everything right but they're still going to take supplements yes they is will. it because they're well they're pushing the limits right some things well, you can't get from food like creatine you, you can get sorry before the uh scientifically minded people jump through the the world of the internet and throttle me you can get creatine from food it is naturally occurring you cannot get it at the level yeah, the, the that you that need to be saturated. Yeah. In terms well, of yeah, there's plenty of things that are naturally occurring or our body naturally makes. But you can't you know, get the you, – you're not getting the full potential. Yeah. Like even, even you know, talking about steroids or whatever, like your, your body naturally produces testosterone, but mm. there's people who take testosterone because not as a, as a you know, taking a legal – Oh, you're talking uh, about perform- testosterone replacement therapy, well, TRT. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, like I mean some people take it for medical reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Not even being an athlete. It's yeah. not just because it's something that's a, 
occurs naturally or yeah. is produced naturally that it's at the levels that you need. Exactly. And he, I mean, even an athlete that has a personal chef, they would probably benefit from things even like a, a multivitamin powder or something like that. Yep. And it's it can be an insurance policy and it can be the one percenters that matter. Because yeah. if you're talking about the best athletes in the world, like the number one and the number two person, then that one percent well, like in a every point zero area, one exactly. of something can be exactly. a win or a loss. And one yeah. percenters across all domains adds up over time. It yep. it, it accumulates and yeah. all of a sudden you're the better athlete. Yeah. So so then yeah what so what's the re like yeah, it's to supplement things you aren't getting from your diet. Yeah. So, but then, yeah, more than that, is is it recovery? Is it performance or is it both? It's all. So I've broken the the list that I'm going to go through. I have a whole bunch of supplements. So this may be an episode that you want to revisit and um, perhaps take get notes a pen on. and paper. Yeah, take some notes. Because um, even for me as someone who's not, doesn't have any degree in this sort of area, mm. I can at least speak of the supplements that I've felt I, you know, feel the best when yeah. I take or whatever, you know. Yeah, and that's – that's we'll talk about that and how to implement supplements as well. But I've basically broken down all the supplements into four categories, which is muscle, performance, recovery, and joint health. So we'll start with muscle because that's, that's the only the, one people care about. Exactly. That's the sexiest one. That's one people <laughs> are more interested in, right? Like how do I – you know, how do I get jack, son? And for each of these categories, yeah. is it, it does the supplement change for whether it's performance or recovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've, you essentially- I've got different supplements for all four categories and each category I've uh, selected the three most bang for your buck, the three most scientifically proven, etc. So there's so many supplements out there there's that would so fall in the, into these categories. And you may be thinking if you are, you know, maybe you do know of a supplement, like why didn't he mention that? If it's not on the list, it's it doesn't mean it's not effective. It just means it's not cost effective because there's some supplements out there that cost just way too much money for the very minor, minor improvement that you're going to for get. that 1%. Exactly. Yeah. And unless you are a professional athlete, operating at the top tier, you don't really need to be fucking it can around be, with these. Man, it, like it's super complicated. Like I'll be interested to hear just that sort of general, man, you know, for don't muscle, this. get this yep, yep. or get this or get this. Yeah. Because when, uh, you know, I had a friend say, refer to me, this was before we met, say, oh man, if you're getting protein powder or whatever, get it from this website, you know, it's good quality products and it's, you know, good, value for money, blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember what the site was. And I went onto the site and I was like, I have no, I was like, dude, so like there's things. like 800 different types of protein powder. Yes. And, we're and talk I about don't that. know, yeah. like, man, come on. Like, I don't, yeah. you've, you you've haven't helped me. me at all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Here's a site. Pick from your, your the top five of a thousand. Yeah. yeah. So for muscle, muscle category, right? When I'm talking muscle, I'm talking, yeah, this look, this does cross over a little bit with recovery but we're more talking like muscle building, muscle repair, okay? So the first supplement, and this is, when I was a personal trainer, uh, I had, I created, uh, my, my brand was called RTC Fitness and I created the RTC Fitness hierarchy of supplements. And this supplement was like on the top tier. This is what I consider, and for years I've considered the most important supplement. If you're gonna take one thing and if you get nothing else from this podcast, take this away. Is this still stands to today? This oh yeah, yeah, this okay. still stands for today. If you get nothing from this, this is this is what you need to pay attention to. Creatine. Take creatine. Everyone should be taking creatine. Like like I I recommend my mum that doesn't really exercise all that often, apart from like, you know, walks and what mums do. 
I recommend that she takes creatine. So give us for for those who don't know. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'll I'll, pr- I'll pretend I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, you know, not going into too scientific mumble jumble. Oh, we will. What, what is? I mean, let's simplify what, it. What? Yeah, give us the super s- simple. Explain like, you know, the mm-hmm. explain like I'm five. Yeah. Or, yeah. So like, what creatine, is creatine? What does it do? Creatine is naturally occurring and you can get it from food. You predominantly find it in red meat. So you have it in your muscles, right? Yeah. However, as we mentioned in the outset, you don't have enough creatine in your body to be what's known as like colloquially known as creatine saturated, yeah. right? So the goal is to get your muscles to a level where they're considered saturated with creatine. So creatine is what it does in your body and what bro science and and bro lifters understand about it to explain it that way. And then we can get into the science if you want. Is it enables, okay. (laughs) Imagine the best way to explain it using an analogy is if you were doing a bench press and you had whatever 80 kilos on the bench press Mm -hmm. or around 200 pounds ish on the bench press. And normally you can get out eight reps if you supplement with creatine, maybe you'll be able to get out nine reps, an additional rep at your end range. The reason for that is because there is different energy systems in your body. Mm-hmm. The phosphocreatine energy system is one of the energy systems in your body and it operates at around that 30-second-ish mark, meaning if you went for 100% sprint, you sprint as hard as you can it would be able to fuel that that sprint for about oh, 15 to 30 seconds max. Right. Right. And so this is an energy system that is energy to your muscles. Yes, because whenever you do anything, even when I'm gesticulating and moving my hand around or talking, I'm utilizing energy. And in the body, the currency for energy is called ATP. Right. So ATP is your energy currency molecule. What creatine or the phosphocreatine system does is it replenishes – ATP, right? So all of your energy systems in the body are designed to replenish ATP because ATP, again, I'm trying to avoid science too too heavy, but ATP, just think about it like energy. It gives you energy. So it enables you to It's your fuel gauge on your car. Exactly. It's your fuel gauge on your car. So creatine increases that fuel gauge for that 30 second range of maximum output. So again, you'll be able to get nine reps on the bench press instead of eight. Okay. Creatine also can increase your power output and uh, increase your time to fatigue. Okay. So that, that's it in a nutshell. So then I, th- I think that's a good explanation. And then before we, because I'm- um, Sorry about that. We had a fire alarm test at the studio. <laughs> Kieran has still not learned how to cook toast. <laughs> no. no, but as uh, I was saying, um, yeah. So it, it just gives you, it ju- creatine just gives you more energy at you know, at your maximum output. So uh, just before we move on to the next supplement, I think that's a, a nice, quick, concise way to go over that because I'm looking across the table at your list of notes yeah. and I know that I could sit here and you could talk for 20 minutes about creatine. I could. And we're never going to have it. before. Yeah. So just before we move on to the next one, mm. uh, a couple of need to know things with, with creatine. One, I believe um, I already know, which is that it is also – I'm not saying take a whole tub of creatine, but I believe it's also it's a supplement that if you take too much of it, you just like urinate it out, right? It's not yeah. a supplement that I mean, I'm not saying oh, oh don't 
pay attention to your dosage, but from what yeah. I've been told, it, it is a supplement that it's like, oh man, if you know, if your you daily intake should be yeah. two scoops a day and you take two and a half, like it doesn't matter. Like Yeah, to an extent it doesn't really matter. So one thing to note though, if you are supplementing with creatine, you'll have um if you do get your blood work done, you may have elevate elevated levels of uh, creatinine in your in your blood. And, you know, it can be cause for alarm for your doctor. They'll be like, oh, you got elevated levels of this. If that ever happens to you, just say, yeah, supplement with creatine. And it's completely fine. Right. Any doctor that's in the know will be like, oh, okay, yep, that's normal then. And it's not it's not unhealthy. It's absolutely – it is the most well-researched supplement on the market, on any yeah, supplement right. market, the most well-researched. There are thousands of well, – hundreds of peer-reviewed studies, like gold standard studies done on creatine. And it's unequivocal that it increases athletic performance for 99.9% of the population. And I don't know if this is, you know, just inaccurate information I was given or, or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard as well that it's also a supplement that you don't really benefit from if you don't take it consistently. Absolutely. Like yeah. you kind of essentially have to take it every yep. day. So I've alluded to it a couple of times, this uh, concept known as creatine saturation. So it is not dose dependent, meaning, uh, sorry, time dependent dosage. So it doesn't matter what time of day you take creatine. You can take it at the same time every day, different time every day. It doesn't matter if you take it before workout, during workout or after workout. It has nothing to do with taking it around your workout. It is not, it's, it's, it's nothing like that. It's I'm, just Want it, you're just wanting to consistently, consistently top up your fuel it. tank. Exactly. So it's like putting like five liters in a day every day exactly. opposed to wait until you're empty and then exactly. needing to fully So it takes, it takes a few weeks as well to get to the point where it's going to benefit you. You're not going to take creatine once and all of a sudden be able to, you know, beat your one rep max on the bench press. That's not how it works. You need to, over time, saturate your muscles with creatine. There's also only a certain amount of creatine that you can absorb at a given time, okay? Yep. So- is it something that you take, like, do you take once a day or twice a day? How one, well, ideally, you'd break it up into three or four times per day. Who's got time for that? Exactly. So I just dose it once, one go. I used to do it, like, you know, dose it correctly. There are some people that say you can only absorb one gram of creatine at a given time. I haven't really seen that uh, too much replicated in the, in the literature. So basically five grams is the gold standard for most people. If you're a particularly large human, it, like if you're a solid, you know, 120 kilo person, you might need a bit more or maybe up around that 10 grams per day. Yep. But generally speaking for just about everyone, five grams per day of creatine is good to go. How do you take it? Just put it in water. It absorbs in water, mix it up, make sure you drink it all you're good to go. If you want to go that extra mile, take it around carbohydrates because carbohydrates and uh, benefit when you take creatine with carbohydrate, you absorb it a little bit more easily. So you can absorb the creatine more easily. Now, if you do your research in creatine, you may see, oh, what about creatine loading? Do I need to load creatine? And for those that don't know, this concept is pretty simple. It means that for the first like four or so days of you taking creatine, you'll take about 20 grams. And then for after that, you'll take 10 grams for about a week and then you'll be on your maintenance dose of five grams. I'm saying to you, don't worry about it unless you're picking for an event or something like yeah. that. Just don't like, worry about just, it. Just take five grams per day and allow your body to naturally uh, load or become saturated with creatine. There's also, sorry, go Sorry, on. I was just gonna, uh, like the one last thing I wanted to, to ask about creatine is, 
then is there a particular, I mean, this yes. might just be Australia relevant or I'm not sure, but is there a particular brand or like, is there yes. something you need to, when you're going, someone listening, they're like, cool, I'm going to get creatine. Mm-hmm. All right. You're like, there's again, a million different creatines. There which is one, different which one do you buy? So there's two, well, there's so many different forms of creatine out on the market. And the most common, you're going to find creatine monohydrate, micronized creatine, and creatine ester. So creatine ester is by far the most expensive. There's less research done on it, but apparently it is slightly better than the other two, apparently. Yeah, off the table. I don't trust it. Yeah. So Chemtrails. Well, yeah, yeah. So I personally wouldn't recommend going out and getting creatine ester. It's it's just more expensive. The There's not as much so solid research. So yeah. why bother? Yeah, good point. Micronized creatine is, it absorbs in water a little bit more easily. So it's going through a an additional uh, chemical process to make it micronized. So micronized creatine is considered a little bit more easily absorbed. But again, it is much more expensive and there's way less research done on it. Creatine monohydrate, on the other hand, is in my opinion, the gold standard of creatine because all of the research pretty much that has been done on creatine has been done with creatine monohydrate. So it is the most robustly researched. It's the cheapest. Creatine is a very, very cheap supplement. It is compared to some other supplements. Oh man, it is the cheapest, most well-researched supplement on the market it's a no-brainer right and it's all powder right you never get powder. it in pills or yeah anything. well you yeah. can get it in pills but just stick with the powder yeah. so so creatine monohydrate, monohydrate powder yeah take it every day and to go that one next step you want to be looking for a uh, a copyrighted form of creatine called crea pure it's made in germany so so many different supplement brands use crea pure uh, it is a little bit more expensive but cheaper than ester and micronized and it's worth the money in my opinion so look for crea pure it's not going to be a brand it's going to be the type of creatine on the brand for example um a a popular brand in australia and becoming internationally now is called atp science Uh, they're very high quality they utilize crea pure and i think Gentech as well, another supplement brand. They also utilize Korea Pure. Those are the two off the top of my head, but you can find plenty. And if you can't find them or you don't, you don't really give a shit, just get creatine monohydrate. You're good to go. Yeah. All right. Let's creatine. <laughs> next. Okay. So the next supplement under muscle is- We're still on muscle. We're still shit. on muscle, man. We got two more. All right. We have protein powders. Protein powder. Caveat. Ki- yeah. Caveat yeah. before I begin though the nutritionist in me hates that I've included this on a supplement list because it is a food source. Protein powder is a food source. It's not a supplement. However, I'm I'm appealing to the common denominator here. I'm appealing to the general population, the general jits person that's like, shut up, dude, just fucking get to the point. Let's let's all include right. it. Let's keep protein powder super quick. Okay. And because it's- Here's all you need to know about protein like, powder. Again, yeah, you could do- yeah. A whole episode on protein powder. I could do a whole episode on creatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's keep protein powder okay. super simple. So here's what you need to know. The reason that we supplement with protein powder or we utilize protein powder is because it is an easy, convenient way to get your protein. Yes. Do you need protein powder? No, absolutely not. If you are working with a nutritionist and you're following their nutrition plan and it just so happens to not be utilizing protein powder as a, as a protein source, then you shouldn't be supplementing on top with protein. Because it's a food It's source. a food source. It's yeah. literally a food. It is yeah. food. 
right? Yeah. It's just in a powdered form. Yeah. So that that's that's how I view it, and how a lot of a lot of nutrition specialists view it is it's a food source. Now, the reason that we utilize protein powder is because it is some of the most highest quality protein you can get. So why wouldn't you just have nothing but protein powder? Well, you're missing out on a lot of things that food gives you, yeah, right? Like Different nutrients yeah, and, and, and the list goes on. Fi- yeah, like, the list goes on, right? And, and one of the, the other reasons I believe is because the whole that uh, this is probably more bodybuilding applicable, I believe, that that whole – you know, you've got that 30-minute window post-workout to get protein into you yeah. or whatever. It's, it's known and as it's, the metabolic window and, and it's, it's a myth. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, straight up a myth. Well, let's imagine it's not a myth for a second. I guess one of the, the reasons that people lean towards protein powder as well is post-workout. It's yeah. way easier to slam down a shake 100%. when you're dehydrated than yep. to think you're going to sit down and eat a meal. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. So – I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into the rabbit hole of metabolic window. If you're curious about that, submit a question to the show and I'll address it. Um, but yeah, that that's exactly it. Post workout, it's convenient and you can have very fast releasing protein or fast absorbing protein. And coupled with a simple carbohydrate source, it actually can be very beneficial for muscle repair and recovery. So protein powders. There are three predominant protein powders that you'll find on the market. There's so many different forms, but the three different categories that you'll most commonly find, there are more, but these are the common ones, is WPI, WPC, and casein. WPI is an acronym and it stands for whey protein isolate. WPC, also acronym, whey protein concentrate. These are the two most common you'll find. Most protein powders are WPC. Now, All it means is WPC has a little bit less protein, a little bit more filler product like carbohydrate and fats than WPI. WPI is a double chemically filtered, highly concentrated form of protein. However, it is more expensive. So Adam's going to sneeze. No, he didn't. <laughs> I muted him. I'm um, good. I was like about to did, did that whole like looked up at the light being like, <laughs> no, lost it. <laughs> cool. So that's WPC, WPI. Now, casein is a different form of uh, whey protein, right? So just quickly, the, the way that <laughs> way, the way that protein is created is a byproduct taking the byproduct from milk, right? Most of them, so it's, yeah. It's obviously, obviously there's... Um, yeah, there's yeah. pea well, proteins, the, there's vegan proteins, yeah. there's Soy hemp proteins, proteins whatever. whatever. I'm talking about dairy-based proteins, yeah. okay? So they take milk and 40% of the product from milk is whey, 60% is casein. Casein are larger protein molecules. We're talking about protein molecules here. Mm-hmm. You got whey and casein. Yep. Casein are larger protein molecules. So you're, it takes longer for your body to break them down digest and absorb and utilize so the amino releasing. acids. Yeah, colloquially slow releasing, yeah. which it is. So don't worry about casein, in my opinion, unless you know what you're doing and you're utilizing it strategically for a slow release of protein or, you, you know, some people that are bulking recommend casein. Look, Otherwise just stick to the first Just two. stick with WPC, WPI. Now the difference between the two, if you can afford WPI, buy WPI. If you can't, get WPC. Okay. That's it. Cool. And then, so if, I mean, look, we, the majority of people aren't following a strict nutrition program. Yeah. They're probably not getting the amount of protein. Yeah, I recommend right? it. So in, only in, one a day. Yeah. Like after just, just honestly, my advice, if you're, you, you know, your diet's okay, but you're not following a specific nutrition plan, counting your macros and things like that. Just have 
a protein shake either before or after your exercise. Just time it around there. If you're not working out, don't worry about taking it. Like I know I said that the you know there's no m- metabolic window, but it's, it's still beneficial. Okay, and if you want to go that extra mile, have it with a piece of fruit as well. Like for example, oh, if it's, really, what's yeah? What? So so when protein, when a fast release protein is coupled with a fast release uh, carbohydrate. They, they, it's, it's kind of like they complement each other. The right. carbohydrate helps the protein shuttle into your muscles. Right. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Could that go like, could you then, I mean, this might be a stupid question, but does, I mean, that work the same as if you just, when you have your protein shake, you're like, yeah, sick. I like chuck it in a blender with a banana. Like yeah, absolutely. All, yeah, 100% yeah. is the best way to have it. Yeah. Yeah, oh. for sure. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's why they do it. Now, cool. more importantly, what is the best flavor protein? Oh, man. It depends on what you're going to, like, if you're going to have it, <laughs> you ask like a stupid question. I'm like, okay, let's break this down. Uh, but if, if I'm having it in like yogurt, vanilla, definitely vanilla. If I'm having it in a shake, chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It depends what you're doing with it, right? Yeah, like you've got to, um, yeah, usually chocolates to go to. Yeah. But yeah, if you're making like a protein cheesecake or something, I know we, we've spoken off air about like vanilla. all those little, yeah, yeah, then you go vanilla. Although man, so. I did when I lived in Canada, it was actually, because when I was much younger, I, uh, you know, would have protein powder with milk, you know, because I'll be like, yeah, yeah I'm like yeah, making a chocolate milkshake or yeah, whatever. But then you it's get, good, you know, good way to have it. you get used to having it with water. But at that time I wasn't like, if I had a chocolate protein shake with yeah. water, I was like, it's like watered down chocolate milk. It's gross, right? <laughs> uh, when I was younger. Yeah. So I got like a tropical fruit punch one or something. Oh, no. Dude, it was so good. Oh, I remember man. and I bought this I like, like fruity flavors. I brought this, I don't know what it would have been, like a, 10 kilo tub of it like it was freaking <laughs> huge man i liked it it was good it was this there was this shop in in canada it was actually this supplement shop that i met bj penn at oh no know? way and, shit um, really yeah and he upsold me no he didn't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah cool all right protein powder so the next we're going to talk about eaas which is Never essential heard. amino acids oh, yes yes so you would have heard of BCAAs, right? <clears throat> Branch chain amino acids. Which some people take instead of protein. Yeah, powder, which right? is a bad idea. Now, BCAAs are actually, they've look, they have their place. To say that they're completely useless is a bit of an exaggeration, but they're completely useless, <laughs> okay? So branch chain amino acids, the, 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 the most, okay, so- when we're talking branch chain amino acids, we're talking about isolating three different amino acids, valine, leucine, and isoleucine. Those are the three branch chain amino acids, right? We're talking about amino acids. Amino acids make up protein molecules. They're long chains of protein molecules, which form peptides, which form protein molecules. Protein molecules are large. Amino acids are the conduits, like the little, the pieces, Yeah. right? Yeah. So we're talking about isolating three of them. Essential amino acids is combining all eight generally, but a high quality product will have nine, but most have eight essential amino acids, okay? So the reason that they're called essential is because your body can't create them themselves, okay? So there's 20 amino acids, nine of them are essential because you can't create them, right? But should I take those over the essential oils I've been taking? (laughs) (laughs) Keep keep vaping your bloody essential oils. But- (laughs) So the reason that 
people were taking and still take BCAAs because there was a hypothesis years ago in the literature that stated that BCAAs will, stim- will simulate or stimulate rather muscle protein synthesis, the repair of muscle, okay? The reason for that is because of valine and, and leucine, predominantly leucine, okay? But I'm, I'm, but I'm that, not going to- But that research has become not very conclusive. Well, the, see, to avoid getting- too in depth and to avoid tripping over myself because I haven't really reviewed it recently, but here it is in a nutshell, okay? Leucine triggers protein synthesis, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in your body, if you create that process, if you trigger that process, it doesn't mean that the process will complete. Right, yeah. So if you've just had a very hectic workout and you smash a full thing of BCAAs, yeah, your body will start the process of of repair. And that has been shown in literature. Yeah. But up until recently, what they failed to do is review the process afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So the process does complete because once your body has started the process, it will finish it. But if you don't have the other essential amino acids available to complete the process, your body will quickly run out and then it needs those amino acids from somewhere. So what does it do? Your body breaks down your muscle, other muscle, to complete that process and repair your uh, damaged muscle, if you will. Right. Okay, your micro-teared muscle. So then is there- You're robbing Peter to pay Paul inside your own body. Based on that, like, I mean, if I was to stop listening to this episode now, that makes me think, like, BCAs are a scam. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah, well, there you go. In, in, in a nutshell, they have their place, okay? If- in a, athlete, in a correctly yes, structured yes. nutrition program. They can be very, very beneficial, particularly if you combine them with something like whey protein, right? right? If you combine BCAAs with a whey protein source, well, you're getting most of your amino acids from the whey protein. And then that BCAAs is like a um, like a sucker punch. Like it just smashes yeah. your body into that, that process of repair, right? Because yeah. of leucine. Yeah. Leucine. Leucine is pretty much the primary driving protein behind triggering your muscle protein synthesis. But to keep it simple for the, for the layman, because, you know, I have a feeling if you're getting information out of this episode, right, that you don't know or information that you need, you need the simple version. Like yes. I'm understanding Avoid this BCAAs. as – yeah. Yeah, exactly. Straight I'm, up, I'm don't, understanding don't this. If you're getting to the point where you would be needing BCAs, you probably need to be like consulting with a, a professional well, nutritionist and that. stuff. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't need Just it. Just avoid them. Like they're a waste of money. All Take right. whey, whey protein instead. So e- EAAs are different though. EAAs are essential amino acids. Okay, so we're not talking about isolating three of the uh, essential aminos with branch chain aminos. They're just three of the of the nine, right? We're talking about getting nine, all nine. Now, if you take essential amino acids, it's still going to contain leucine. And remember, I keep saying that leucine is the primary amino acid that is, it's not the only, but it's the primary amino acid that is driving that trigger of protein synthesis, muscle protein synthesis, okay? So if you take EAAs, not only will you get all the same benefits that you would get from BCAAs because you're still having that leucine trigger that, that, uh, that process, However, you have all the other essential amino acids there available to complete the process, okay? Yeah. 
So it's it's able to supplement, if you will, the the food, the protein that you're consuming, the amino acids you're consuming, are complete. It's it's it has everything you need to start the process and then finish it. It's but, not going to fuck you over you like BCAAs. Sen- you can take essential amino acids and then like not need to take protein powder. Like that can be or yeah you, yeah you sure know? yeah yeah. They have their but, different. They have their different uses. But I'm I'm guessing they're more expensive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy, yeah. And the reason that people stick with BCAAs is because they're, they're cheaper. cheaper. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, it's cheap, you know. But there's still it adds up. Like for a bucket, it's like fifty Australian dollars, yeah. right? And that will get you through about a month. Yeah. You know, you're wasting your money. And in some cases, particularly if you're having it without having eating eaten food as well, you you can be. It can be. It can have the negative effect. It can break down your muscle, like I explained. And there's been literature that shows that. So if you know, all, all most of the big names in the industry, unless they're selling BCAA, so that's something to be very careful about. They recommend against right. taking BCAAs. Everyone's saying they're a waste of money. They're they're a sham. Like, and they're one of the most popular supplements still to this day. It's it's kind of like you know yelling out into you know space no one's fucking listening yeah. right it's yeah well people <laughs> pissing are, into the wind our three listeners won't be buying no bcas yeah your mom and my friend <laughs> <laughs> um so e- right. eaas are, oh, are good, good to go but they are more expensive, more expensive okay yeah. so look if if you don't but like, if you're balling buy some. if you're balling and you know <laughs> yeah look honestly if you're balling fuck it go for it and yeah. have them during workout with some electrolytes you're good to go all right all right fuck me that's that's that was, just muscle. That's just muscle. But there, that's probably the the most significant and you yep. know what people are most interested in. Now let's get into performance. Okay, how do I boost my performance? Yeah, caffeine. We've spoken yeah. about this a lot, right? And uh, I think it was only caffeine kind of comes up a lot because yeah. we tend to before every episode we coffee. make a coffee, and, yeah. You know, and there's been copious amounts of studies that have proven caffeine. Enhances oh, yeah. performance. Uh, I briefly asked the it's question: is, is it an illegal substance in in like IOC competitions? Yeah. And you said yes, but the you know the the Dose level yep. you would have to take is absurd. So it's not really. Yeah. Uh, so let's caffeine. People know a lot about caffeine, coffee, whatever. Mm. It's obviously something I don't think. You need to explain. It's obviously something you would take pre-workout, mm-hmm. right? Yes, definitely take right. pre-workout. And the most beneficial form of caffeine for athletic performance is those tablets, a tablet, right? caffeine yeah. tablets or like a powder. Uh, it's a bit very Are they easy. expensive here? I've no, never they're bought super caffeine. cheap. Oh yeah. man, they're dirt cheap. Like yeah. you can get a fucking like six months or even a year's supply of supplemental caffeine for like $20 Australian. Yeah, right. If you weren't having that like – I mean, I think most people would agree that having a coffee in the terms of like a cappuccino or something. Mm. I mean, if you wanted to, I guess you could have it pre-training, but I think most yeah. people, you know, you got that milkiness in your belly. Yeah, like you can have kinda, a, like a shot, like a long black yeah. and yeah, that that's fine. But remember what about that- about the energy drinks? Uh, yeah, I'd recommend, look, they work. They do improve athletic performance. Um, 
and there's been copious amounts of research done on energy drinks because you know it's funded by the energy drink companies because if they could get well, a something lot of, a lot of papers are funded by the, yeah, <laughs> the exactly. people well, who yeah. are wanting to prove something yeah right? exactly yeah. and it makes sense and it does you know improve science the only issue is when they don't publish negative results that's yeah. that's a big issue in in science at the moment but well energy drinks that. that's a whole nother thing to talk about the health side effects of energy drink they, yeah. i mean I, I don't think you have to be a genius to know it's not a healthy product yeah but, but let's talk in terms about of a caffeine right? dose right well yeah it makes sense right so if you're drinking um an energy drink that contains around 200 uh, milligrams of caffeine and it contains you know around 40 to 60 grams of carbohydrate yeah, that's going to improve your athletic performance. Is that because you need carbohydrates with caffeine for it to be? Not necessarily, but it's it's like getting simple carbs and caffeine together. That potent combo improves your athletic performance because you have carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates ready to go for energy, right? So it's yep. imp- like increasing your um, glucose availability for, for energy. And is a... A pre when people say they take a pre workout, is yep. that essentially just an expensive version of caffeine, or do they have? Yeah, I mean, again, there'd be a million different brands of pre workouts. No, it. It's stuff, an expensive version of caffeine. And so, would you ever? Pre, we'll talk about pre workouts now. It's on the list. It's the three that I'm going to talk about: caffeine, electrolytes, and pre workout. Um, so, when we're talking about pre workouts, you're talking about store bought, off the shelf, ready to go pre mixed powders. You know, yeah. they, they have all the flavors. You know, your C4s, your Jack 3Ds, your yeah, those yeah, those yeah. type of of supplements. Um, they're pre-workouts, right? So the most common ingredients, no one fucking reads the labels, but the most common ingredients in pre-workouts, they all have caffeine at yep. varying levels. They Most of them have creatine, but it's way underdosed. You talk like it'll yeah, have it's like- It's not a supplement for your no, creatine. No, 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 no. Yeah. But they'll have like one gram of creatine, right? Yep. But like we said, you need five. Yep. So it's underdosed. Yep. They generally have- But beta. some people say you can only absorb one gram at a time. <laughs> smack you. <laughs> Sucked um, in. I was listening. <laughs> so yeah, creatine. Uh, they'll have sorry. They'll have caffeine. They'll have creatine. They'll have something called beta alanine. Now, beta alanine gives you that what's known as paresthesia feeling. So you know the um, for the listener, you probably haven't taken a pre workout before. Maybe I, you have. Man, I took one in. I remember. I I think it was. The what do you say, Jack something? Jack 3D. I think it was that. I had did it one give you all tingles, dude? I thought I was gonna like have a stroke. I yeah. hated it. I took yeah. it before comp training in yeah. Brazil, and I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that pre workouts also had caffeine in them. I, yeah. did, I I didn't know anything about them. Right? Like, yeah, like, I'll take this I'll, random thing from yes. this random person. So I would have already <laughs> had a coffee or, or yeah. something. Uh, so you're, you're peaking before training and then I had a pre-workout and I remember just feeling, man, like weird and tingly yep. and just wait, I hated so it. So let me, let me explain what those tingles are. So that's coming from beta alanine. So beta alanine is an amino acid. Beta alanine does improve your athletic performance. There is solid science on it. And look, I, the, it's not on my list and it, it's not on my list for a reason. It's one of those supplements that the cost versus benefit is not really there to Yep. recommend to generally general people if you're balling and you fucking you know you have supplements coming out your ass and you're going to drop your bcaa's for something else then pick up beta alanine beta alanine in pre-workouts is a little bit silly when you understand how the supplements are actually worked and dosed now the reason that they put beta alanine in supplements is pretty obvious because of that tingling feeling that tingling feeling is simply a side effect from beta alanine 
beta alanine that and that tingles that comes with it does not improve your athletic performance. Dose de- like time dependent, right? You know what? It almost makes me think that they that they put it in there. To make it's, you think that it's working. Exactly, like it's, for a placebo 100%, effect, right? Yeah. So you 100%. feel that tingly and you're like, and you're, man, yeah. I'm like jazzing, I'm popping yeah. off. like and bah, bah, bah. Allow me to crush everyone's hopes and dreams out there that relies on pre-workouts and uses them regularly. So beta alanine does not need to be taken pre-workout for it to work. It's very similar to creatine insofar as you need to saturate with beta alanine for it to actually work, right? Right. So- so I'm I'm understanding that pre workouts I'm putting them in my in my basket with BCAs that they're like essentially a bit of a scam. They are. I may as well just have caffeine. Yes. For my pre. Yeah, you may as well make your own. I used to make my own pre workouts, and the problem with pre workouts is that all of the additional stuff that you're paying top dollar for is underdosed. Beta alanine is a prime example. The maximum amount of beta alanine you will find in a pre workout is around two grams. And those pre-workouts are the really strong ones that will make you fucking make you feel like your face is on fire or whatever. And that's because of the beta alanine, right? It's not because it's like, oh, it's it's hyping me up. No, that you get that tingling feeling no matter when you take beta alanine and it doesn't give you any energy. Yeah. And I I it fucking grinds my Can, gears when I hear people talking about it and like, oh, the, have you tried this pre-workout? It's called Total War. Makes you feel like your face is gonna melt. It's so yeah. good. It's like, <laughs> yeah, bro, that's paracetamol beta alanine. Like, do you fucking research? I get real Can, frustrated, but it, I'm going to yeah. go, I want to go like a little off topic and uh, I don't know if you'll know the answer to this question or not, but I have no idea. Uh, so there used to be a very popular drug, like a legal drug here in Australia. Called meth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that uh, known as either speed or goey yep. or an eight ball, yep. right? I actually don't, I have no idea. Like I know what it does. It like gives you heaps of energy and blah, 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 blah. It's an amphetamine. Yeah. But I mean, what, what is, what is that? Like, it's not, it's not caffeine, right? It's amphetamines. So what's happening in your, like, could you, in theory, like if you're taking illegal supplements, could, or people, do people take doses of that as a pre-workout? There there was a, um, there was a sup uh, air quotes supplement. There was a, a chemical in very popular pre-workouts way back in the day. That was a derivative of an amphetamine. Uh, I think the original, like people like the OG guys, this is a, a mad thing in the bodybuilding world, right? It was, it's like uh, 20 years ago, some pre-workouts when they first hit the market, they did have derivatives of amphetamines in them. Yeah, and right. then the OG guys, like, oh, you should have tried the original Jack 3D. Like you should yeah. have tried the original fucking but this I mean, and that. You know, you can't really blame them, right? Because they were amphetamines, like, yeah. They did know, have amphetamines. They, they, they may not have known like, and, and what I mean by that is, yeah. well, the original Coke had cocaine in yeah, it, you exactly. know, like, I yeah. mean, or even when you go back to the early days of steroid use in, in, in bodybuilding, it yeah. was like steroids were new, mm. you know, like they, they hadn't become a banned substance yet. Yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, why wouldn't you take them? Yeah. You know, like, let's say hypothetically something, you know, we're talking about creatine. Imagine if in 30 years, the IOC bans creatine for whatever reason, right? Hypothetically. Yeah. And then, you know, people would be looking back going like, I can't believe you guys used to take creatine. It's yeah, like, 100%. well, it was just a supplement. It wasn't banned, yeah, right? Like, yeah. why wouldn't you take it if everyone was telling you this improves performance? It's not against the rules. Mm. It's, you know, healthy because all the research shows it, like you would take it, right? Yeah, yeah. And to some extent, that was the same with steroids and stuff like, 
when it when they first came out, all the better. research yeah. wasn't there, and people are telling you, "Man, this will make you bigger and stronger. Take steroids. Give me, give me. Why wouldn't you take them? Right? Yeah. So to, to answer your question, yeah, it used to be in pre workouts, but yeah, right. just to circle back, uh, basically we covered the most common ingredients in pre workouts: are caffeine and beta alanine. Uh, and you don't need beta alanine. You do if you want to supplement with it, but buy it in its bulk form and supplement with it at the correct dose. Because right. only you know the very expensive and the very niche um, pre-workouts will have two grams of beta alanine, which isn't even the minimum dose, by the way. It's three to five grams. Around about that three grams is the sweet spot. So if you want to supplement with beta alanine, buy it in bulk from a, an online supplement bulk store and supplement with about three grams. So for the average person who's never taken supplements before and they're it. wanting to learn what are my need to purchase supplements, a pre-workout is not one of them. E- exactly. Unless you, you're taking creatine and you've considered EAAs, don't even don't even look at um, beta alanine yet. So you, you need to be taking creatine. Like, Spend your money on creatine first. Yeah. Right? And that's why I created that tier list that I sort yeah, of mentioned yeah, yeah. is to, to point people in the right direction to you where to spend the You've got to be doing this and this and before move, you and, bother with yeah, this. Then yeah, then move to tier two. Once you've covered off all the big ticket items in tier two, then you can move to tier three, et cetera. Yeah. So uh, creatine is tier one being like yeah. the, the best. Okay. So electrolytes. Well, yeah, I'm still in pre-workout. You're still um, in pre-workout. Yeah, there's, okay. there's a lot of other uh, ingredients in, in pre-workouts that, you know, they just look in a nutshell. Pre-workouts, the the main component and the reason that it, it improves your workout is because of the caffeine. Everything else is underdosed, and you're not really getting the benefits from it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're like double scooping everything, but then you're getting too much caffeine. If you want the benefits from pre-workout, here's my recommendation: be taking creatine anyway, but make sure you're taking creatine. Grab a, uh, a like a tablet form of caffeine. And just add beta alanine in whenever you take your creatine. That's the best time to take it if you want the benefits from beta alanine. But in, in general, yes, they will improve your performance because of the caffeine. If you don't give a shit and you're balling and you have the money and you like your pre-workout, keep doing it. It's fine. Whatever. It's, mm. it's not going to be bad for you. Just know that you're being underdosed on pretty much everything you're paying for. Especially if you get the good like Jack 3D manufactured in 1982, and you're like, yeah, it's got got the good shit. (laughs) So let's let's cover electrolytes, okay? Electrolytes, as which most people know as Gatorade. Yeah, well, Gatorades have electrolytes in them. There was like a movie where I forget the name, but this dude like went fell asleep in front of his TV and he went forward in the future and like they tried to water all the plants with with Gatorade because electrolytes, plants oh. need electrolytes. <laughs> oh, forget the name of the movie. Someone, please, if you know the name, message me because I, I saw it when I was a kid and I, it's ridiculous. I don't, don't. <laughs> it's, it's one of those stupid movies. Um, anyway, so electrolyte powders. Now, yeah, most people will understand these as like that's what's in Gatorade, that's what's in Powerade and all your other, you know, branded yeah. sports drinks. Um, basically we're talking about minerals and sodium here. So most electrolyte powders have magnesium, potassium, and sodium. Those are the three uh, main active ingredients in electrolyte powders. And then your Gatorades, your Powerades, and and things like that, and even some electrolyte powders you can buy at supplement stores that have carbohydrates as well. So simple form of glucose. So those are your four. Think carbs, sodium, magnesium, potassium. Yep. combination of of those those four the reason that we recommend that jiu-jitsu practitioners supplement with uh electrolytes or consider supplementing with electrolytes is because of how much you fucking sweat doing jiu-jitsu yep. like if you've done a hectic hour and a half session with mostly rolling 
after it, you are drenched in sweat. So you're losing a lot of minerals and sodium in your sweat. Yep. So, yeah. That, that isn't, and mineral, minerals and sodium that just isn't in water. Exactly. But then, so why, why is it, uh, so performance, this is uh, during your workout? Yeah, during, during this sla- is intro, what we call intra-workout or yeah. during your workout session. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so would you then, okay, it's hard to try to not, you know, I guess a lot of the answers to the questions will be, oh, it depends, it depends. if you're following yeah. a nutrition program, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, again, we're just trying to be super simple. Yep. So would your advice be, yeah, you're all good to during a session, we're talking about jujitsu, not yep. bodybuilding, during a session. Oh, you wouldn't get it for bodybuilding. Yeah. Gatorade's good. Don't worry that there's a shit ton of sugar in it because you're, yeah. you know, you're the average person, average health, average fitness, yep. but you're training a lot. Gatorade or electrolyte powder forms or whatever are great because they're yep. going to replenish the minerals that you lose through sweat yes. and you just sweat so much. Yes, in agreed. Jiu-jitsu. Gatorade, Powerade, all of that, all, all of those sports drinks within reason to have one during a heavy, uh, a hectic session is perfectly fine. And if not, recommended. So is it is it advised that you take it during because you obviously lose those minerals yes. when you sweat in real time? Yes. But are they like the Gatorade or electrolytes are absorbed quick enough to replenish them so you can keep working out. Yes, exactly, right? exactly. So, so it's that recommended. cycle is quite short. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the carbohydrates, don't forget the carbohydrates, very like simple sugars, perfect during hard sessions. And there's actually a formula you can figure out um, to, to figure out how much carbohydrate and electrolyte powders with the different ratios you need during a, a session. And uh, like- Endurance runners, they use utilize this. So it's right. like X amount of um, grams of carb per kilogram per hour of exercise, you know, per fucking minute of this and that. So there are, I, you know, I used to have all the, I, I still do, I have all the formulas like, you know, written out and, and, and how to calculate exactly that. But in a nutshell, if you have a Gatorade or equivalent during a hectic session, You'll be good to go. Is a hydrolyte an equivalent? Yeah, that, yeah. hydrolyte's the same. But you've got to be you've got to be aware that some of those electrolyte powders don't have carbohydrate. And in this case, we're actually looking to get the carbohydrate because it's going to improve your athletic performance. Dude, after this episode comes out, my fridge sales, my Gatorade oh, sales at the gym, going to go through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with look, the problem that people have with power aids, Gatorades, and all those branded. Um, and, Maximate or whatever that fucking new one is, is people just drink them like lolly water when they're not exercising, yeah. right? You just, instead of grabbing a water, instead of whatever, having, you know, a healthy drink, if you will, they'll just grab a Powerade because they think, oh, it's sports performance. Yeah, this will be good. But yeah. you're just smashing all that sugar. Yeah, That sugar is a good thing during your session because it's fueling your session. But if you're not working out hard, like you could be training hard. And if you're not working out at all like you're literally just drinking lolly water that's with with a bunch of potassium magnesium and sodium and you don't need all that sodium you don't need all the all that sugar when you're not working out but when you are it's good so i i you know i utilize uh electrolyte powders but if you're just lifting weights or whatever you you don't you don't really need electrolytes nah nah all right let's move it along because i'm looking at the clock and uh, i don't mind this being a long episode but Fucking got shit to do, bro. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, <Roger. laughs> um, Sorry, guys. Adam, uh, Adam's busy. I got, be- I got better shit to do, like sit on my couch and uh, watch YouTube. No, no. Uh, 
Let's talk about so, recovery. So yeah, recovery. So let's, this let's is probably this, this is we probably, have two more to get through. This is probably the one that I think people could sort of instantly feel benefit from. I think recovery for jujitsu guys is one of oh, man. it's the the easiest to neglect because once your workout's over, you're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. But it's the one that if you implement a uh, even a subpar recovery plan, yeah. like you you kind of instantly like as in the next morning can feel the benefits yeah right and i will say that some supplements that i've already mentioned from muscle and performance um can aid recovery can aid recovery but these ones are just in the recovery so don't think creatine is not going to help your recovery don't think eaas and and protein powders are not going to help your recovery that's ridiculous that's what they're designed to do but they're you know these are ones that are specific to specific to for recovery okay so we have three here Uh, magnesium zinc and vitamin d so it's good that you said magnesium because that was the when you said at the start that you're if you take if you only remember one thing from this episode it's take creatine yes. blah 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 I stand uh, by that you know and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you me as my my experience is just someone who has trained for a long time but doesn't have any any degrees in this mm. the one supplement that that I take all the time and I feel better when I take it magnesium. is magnesium. Yeah. But do you take creatine right now? Man, I have it sitting up on my top shelf. But I haven't taken it? it for ages. Yeah. Take creatine, son. I'll go get it. It'll take it for like four weeks to get the benefits. I'll probably look at it and I'll be like, what was the one you said to the, the I don't know, it was probably, what was the one you said not to? BCAs? Oh, creatine, micronized creatine? Yeah. Oh, no, you said that's good. It's just yeah, more it's expensive. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about magnesium. So do you, do you know – okay, I'll just give it this to you. Magnesium is the second most common deficiency in the first world. Do you yeah, know right. what the first most common deficiency is? Dollars. <laughs> no, no. Definitely <laughs> Happiness. Not. Uh, hang on, hang on, I'll get this. Uh, equality. Oh. No. <laughs> what is it? What's the biggest? Vitamin D. So vitamin out, of, D. out of these three, I've, I've taken the top two is magnesium and vitamin D. So let's start with magnesium. So the reason that this is on recovery is because depending on the form of magnesium that you take, which I'm not really going to get into, I'll just mention two of them, it helps with your sleep. It helps as a muscle relaxant. That's why people have magnesium salt baths because it's a muscle relaxant. So it's, it's really good to unwind after jujitsu, right? So if you take- If you're, if you're, if you're listening to this and you've ever had one of those hard training sessions and a lot of people train at night, Mm -hmm. right? After work. Mm -hmm. And then you go to bed and you've got that restless feeling and it's kind of, you can't get comfortable and tossing and turning and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's often would be due to a lack of magnesium, right? Yeah. Magnesium can definitely help. So it's a muscle relaxant. It assists with sleep. Like it's kind of like a sleep aid. And most people, are deficient in magnesium. And chances are, if you're not supplementing with magnesium, sorry to break it to you, but you probably are deficient to a certain extent in magnesium. So it's really good to supplement with it. Not all magnesium comes in the same form and the same- You can uh, get tablets, you can get yeah, powders. You can get like powders. You, said, and, you can get yeah, the, the yeah. bath salt. Yeah, so you can get bath, bath salts, salts, which counts because you're-, you're you Absorbed know, through your skin, Your skin right? is like a mouth. It, it absorbs anything that you put onto it. Um, so- Anything. <laughs> I just buy a BJJ Fanatics DVD, rub it on my arm. Ooh, yeah, get those skills. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so magnesium, the, the two most common supplemental forms of magnesium is magnesium citrate and magnesium malate. Now, 
the look, it's just what magnesium is coupled with to to make it stable to put it into a supplement, okay? So it's different forms of magnesium, right? The most common you're going to find is citrate. If you go to a chemist or a supplement store or wherever you get your supplements from, or even like, you know, in Australia, Coles and Woolworths are two big um, supermarkets. supermarkets. They they all have like a supplement section. And I know like Walmart and States do as well. Every single bottle, you read the back of the label of magnesium, it's going to say magnesium citrate. The reason is it is the cheapest form of magnesium you can get. However- Is this another one of those cases that it doesn't really matter if you've got the dollars, malate's good, but otherwise- Yeah, yeah. if you've got the dollars, citrate is better than nothing. But if you've got them, take malate. I I recommend taking malate. Just absorbs a little bit better. Yeah, it's it's high quality. And look, you can can literally do full podcasts just on magnesium because there are some out there. There was a really good one by the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast. He's got a couple with some magnesium experts, believe it or not, they do exist. And they talk about all the different forms of magnesium. Personally, I go with a citrate malate blend. So I'm getting the two most common uh, forms of magnesium and they do they, they have slightly different benefits. So if, if you got the dollars, look at malate. If you don't, just get citrate, it's fine. Or if you want, get a malate, citrate malate blend. For those that are interested, the one I take is by a company named Thorn. It's T-H-O-R-N-E. I have no financial affiliation with them. I wish I did. Uh, but they're they're very, very high quality supplement brand. And I stand by pretty much everything they make. And magnesium is one that's similar to creatine in the sense that you should just be taking it yeah, every day, it all the time. Just think just about it like a deficiency, right? You, you're not going to take one tablet and snap your yeah. fingers. It's going to you're going to be good to go. No, it's, it's a little bit different from that. So it is something that you want to be taking consistently. Now the dosages depends on the type of magnesium it is, but honestly, I highly recommend just reading the back of your, your supplement bottle and just sticking with the recommendations there. If you yep. want to get into the science and you want to like nerd out on it, go for it. But if not, just stick to the re- recommendation on the bottle. Okay. Vitamin D. Yep. Vitamin the, D. That's like, what you said. The is first the- most common deficiency. In the, in the first world. Am I wrong? Vitamin D, you can, I feel like I'm going to sound super stupid right now. Is vitamin D the one that people say like, go out, get some sun. You need some vitamin D. Yeah, 100%. You can get from the sun, right? But so like, vitamin D is not a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So there's a bit well, of trivia for you. Uh, yeah. So I don't know why I got the name vitamin D, but it is a hormone. Okay. Uh, and it is naturally produced in the body and it is triggered by sun exposure. So you need sun exposure to get vitamin D, right? So why is it the highest deficiency? Because you don't go outside. Like straight up, if you if you were someone like a laborer and you worked it, um, you know, worked Out outdoors in, yeah, with your shirt like a off, or you're bricky, yeah. you know, whatever, you're a carpenter or something like or that, or you're a surfer or something, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, but you're always out, you know, shirt off, getting all those sun rays. You don't need to supplement with vitamin D, but the chances are you you don't and you do, right? You don't get enough sun and you do need a supplement yeah. in the winter months as well. It's pretty beneficial to supplement with vitamin D. Yeah. Okay. So. Because it's your skin that needs to be exposed yeah. to the to the sun. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the more skin, the better. So if you just go out, you know, in your <laughs> mankini, here yeah, I yeah. come. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? If you spend heaps of time outdoors in winter, but only your face and your hands are exposed, you're not really getting much sun exposure, are you? Yeah. Like it's just your face and hands. I do need a caveat with this 
the whole vitamin D thing. I cannot like in good conscience and legally recommend people supplement with vitamin D without recommending you get your bloods done, consult with a physician first because it can be a little bit dangerous, right? right? Well, yeah, but it it can be a little bit dangerous to supplement with vitamin D. The reason is it's a fat soluble vitamin, okay? So they're in, in the body, vitamin D is a hormone, but it is a vitamin when you supplement with it, right? So I just want to clarify that. So the fat soluble vitamins are A, D, E, and K. So vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. Those are the fat soluble vitamins, which in contrast, if you want to know water soluble vitamins, there's vitamin C and vitamin B are water soluble vitamins, right? So the difference is that vitamin B and vitamin C need water to be absorbed into your body. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the and you're made fat. of water, so it's fine. And the others need fat to absorb it into your body. Vitamin D is one of those that needs fat. So if you're supplementing with vitamin D, ensure that you take it around the time you're eating fats to ensure that it absorbs. I can't just be fat. That would be easier. It would be easier. And um, (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to say any more on that. Um, Yeah. So make sure you take it with food that contains fats to be safe. Also, if you overdose, which you can on vitamin D, it builds up in your body and it becomes toxic. Right? Yeah, right, so don't uh, just take it. Don't think more is is better in this case. That's why I said in good conscience, I can't recommend people take it without consulting with a physician. Don't be scared of it; it's it's perfectly fine. Um, but if you don't really want to do all that and you just want to get okay, what do I need to do? Take about two thousand IU's international units of vitamin D per day, and you're generally good to go. I wouldn't really exceed. Or 2, if you're then even more worried, just go out in the sun. Sure. (laughs) If you can, if you can, you may live somewhere where you can't do that. Like, Like you know, if you live in, no, well, if you live in Scandinavia right now, because they only get like three or four hours of sun a day, whenever I go to um, Sweden, which I am going to Sweden in December, I'm definitely supplementing with vitamin D the whole time. And I do every time I go. Um, So the form of vitamin D that you want, you can get it in tablets, but I personally take a dropper version, which is made by Thorn. I wouldn't cheap out on vitamin D. What's the... What are the the problems that you can have when you ha- you know when you have a vitamin D deficiency? Yeah, so basically, like why, D, why do we need it for recovery specifically? Yeah, so it, it's going to assist with your hormones, right? And it also assists with your cell membranes. So vitamin D is contained within your cells, and it also helps with production of things like testosterone, which is what zinc does as well. So these these vitamins, when you have a deficiency in these vitamins, it affects your natural hormone profile and other processes in the body. So there's a whole bunch of metabolic processes that rely on things like zinc, that rely on things like vitamin D and and magnesium, yeah. okay? So when you run out of those- you Just mess the whole cycle. Yeah, you, you interfere with the entire chain. Maybe there's a you know 100 step process and on step 77, it relies on having an X amount of zinc. And if it doesn't have that, it gets stuck at that that, yeah. that process step, right? Yeah. So that's it in a, in a very, very basic nutshell. Um, okay, so then lastly is zinc. Very common to be um, deficient in zinc. Again, I, I don't know where it sits on the rankings, but oh, I dare say it would be in the top five. Uh, yeah, so zinc in a nutshell, people know it as the, the uh, vitamin that supports your immune system. Which it does. It does yeah. support your immune system, but it also supports your testosterone production for men. And funnily enough, if you, um, this is going to sound very crass, but if you ejaculate a lot, 
chances are you have a zinc deficiency. <laughs> like if you're, no, straight up. If you're like, if you're listening to this and you're like 16, 17, you go through that phase where you're fucking spanking the meat like three times a day, chances are you should be supplementing with zinc because you do, you do lose quite a bit of zinc in your, uh, in your spunk well, when you ejaculate. Is, is zinc <laughs> another one that you would want to consult with a physician? Nah, fuck it, just take it. You can take just don't, don't, don't overdose on it, yeah, obviously. Yeah, just follow the recommended just follow dosage. the recommendation, follow the dosages on the bottle and uh, yeah, go for gold. Okay. So I recommend dosing those together. And last one that, you know, uh, you could argue might be the most important for jujitsu athletes. Joint health. Joint Man, health. Right? I actually have or, been suffering from this at the moment. And uh, I think I have a bit of inflammation. I haven't fully recovered from that knee injury. And yep. like both of my knees are actually quite like swollen. Like I yeah, have a right. lot of fluid hanging around and I think it's inflammation. So I'm so, going to address that. So what's something uh, simple people can do for <laughs> ongoing uh, joint health? Uh, I, the one for supplementing? I, the, yeah, probably the most well-known one that I'm aware of is glucosamine. Yes, right? so I have here glucosamine chondroitin. It's a it's a combination. And I so, believe it's also a supplement that you kind of just have to uh, you continue to take. Yeah, I okay, caveat here, I've never personally supplemented with glucosamine chondroitin before. It's a combination of two supplements together. Now, the reason I have it on my list, which I'm trying not to be hypocritical here, like I haven't taken it, but I am recommending it if it's, you know, I recommend you do your own research and due diligence. Um, but basically the but reason- Kieran's got to get paid and he's yeah, got get sponsorships. Paid, he's got sponsors <laughs> to keep happy. And yeah, this <laughs> podcast is brought to you by the good people at Glucosamine. Um, so it has been researched in osteoarthritis clinical population and it has been shown to be very beneficial. Now, I do need to, to be very clear here. There is not any robust literature in sports, sport population. So not right. everything that works in clinical populations transfers to an athletic population, okay? And not everything that works in um, your general population works for athletic population and vice versa. So when you're yep. looking into research, you need to carefully consider what was the group of people that this was conducted on, okay? Yep. So it doesn't, there's, there's not always a transfer, but yep. there is some solid research around osteoarthritis supporting yeah, that, mean, that joint health. <laughs> This so is is this why you know of it? Well, I, yeah, I mean, glucosamine is. I've had two knee surgeries. Mm -hmm. Glucosamine and the other thing I can see that's written on on there that you've got is, is fish oil, yep. which have have both been recommended to to me. Spoilers, my, bro. Yes, <laughs> my mum as well. Uh, yeah, has chronic rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, for those who don't know, is like the super aggressive version of arthritis, and so glucosamine, fish oil, cortisone. Uh, pregnazone, yeah. right? All these, I mean, cortisone and pregnazone are prescription yeah. medications. Yeah, you can't get at, that. at least here in Australia. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world. You're in Mexico? But, yeah. <laughs> but these are all things to do with uh, for joints, right? Yes. And if you don't yep. know anything about arthritis, arthritis essentially is, you know, chronically messes with your joints. Yeah. A disease that attacks your joints yeah. effectively. Yeah. So yeah, look look into that if it's if it's of concern, particularly if you're recovering from an injury or surgery or something like that, it's probably been recommended. Now, next one is fish oil. Not only does this I'll tell you a funny story about fish oil. Well, <laughs> you're gonna think it's funny. I fucking hated it. When I was, I don't know, early twenties or something, I went over to my friend's house and uh he was like, Oh, have you had fish oil tablets before? Like they're good for blah blah blah. Like, no, I never heard of them, et cetera, et cetera. And 
my friend was like, I was like, what do you do? Like, I didn't know anything. And I think at this stage, my only exposure to any sort of vitamins or supplements or anything was those, um, you know, like vitamin C tablets yeah. that your parents would yep. give you that you would chew. They taste like candy. Yeah, they yeah. essentially taste like candy. Like it was like a lolly pretty much, right? And he was like, yeah, they're like vitamin C tablets. You chew them. And I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, chucked it in my mouth, bit down, and this fish oil tablet just exploded in my mouth. And it was the rankest thing. Like, bro, my, my friend disgusting. was just pissing himself laughing at me. Oh, and I was like, disgusting. I just Ugh. had like gross fish oil in my mouth. So yeah, don't uh, do that. Don't chew fish oil tablets. <laughs> yeah. So in a nutshell, fish oil is good for a lot of things, predominantly your your brain health, your eyes, and your joints. So supplementing with fish oil is a good idea. Uh, effectively, we're looking at getting your omega-3s. Would this be – if you were someone who had an incredibly high seafood diet, would you – be getting enough fish oil potentially like, yeah yeah like, like a lot of look some if you're people a mediterranean diet probably doesn't need to have a whole lot of uh, fish oil supplementation but generally speaking the people that the we're talking person, to yeah yeah it's something that you can consider and again if you took everything on this list the the fucking bill is gonna rack up gonna so pick huge. and choose what's relevant to you if yeah. joints are an issue for you i recommend looking at a high quality fish oil and again Look, this one's this one's kind of frustrating because there's a lot of fish oils on the market, but a lot of them are considered rancid, meaning like they go bad by the time you take them uh, right. and they can be counterintuitive. They can actually cause inflammation rather than quell inflammation, which is what they generally do. So just be aware that, you know, the it, it's basically the money in, money out, like the amount of within reason. Yeah. Like the, the higher quality fish oil is going to be a lot more beneficial. So if you're going to take fish oil, then I'd recommend looking at a more high quality source. And there is, look, I don't know if this is true or this is just marketing from certain companies, but there's a, apparently there's a way to test your fish oil. If you put it in the freezer and it comes up cloudy, it's considered rancid. I think that might be a marketing tactic from some of the, you know, premium fish oils, but uh, I haven't really looked into that more deeply than just having heard it. So yeah, that's something to consider. And the last one for joint health is turmeric. Now, the reason that I put turmeric on joint health is because of inflammation. Now, like I mentioned about my swollen knees at the moment, uh, a big issue for joints is inflammation in the body. Inflammation be, can be caused by a whole host of reasons and it's different depending on who you are. But yeah, in a nutshell, if you have issues with, with joint health, it could be an indication that you have a lot of inflammation in your body and a good way to uh, sort of try and quell that inflammation, first of all, is clean up your diet, get rid of the get rid of the uh, sugars, get rid of, you know, um, a lot of the processed foods. You do that, it's going to go a long way and being careful with how much sodium you're consuming as well uh, for fluid retention. Um, but turmeric is a is a good way to to assist with inflammation in the body. How would you advise taking that? Because oh, there's obviously yeah. the spice that you're using cooking. Yeah, there's, look, I honestly turmeric just, tablets. Yeah, it, yeah, you can get turmeric tablets, turmeric gummies and shit like that. I recommend going online and don't buy it from like the spice shelf at like your supermarket, right? That is, and same with cinnamon. If you're supplementing with cinnamon, which it's not on the list and we can talk about that later, um, but don't just buy it like turmeric off the spice rack and fucking supplement that. It's a different form of turmeric, okay? That's for cooking and that's for flavor and spice. Don't look at that. Look at a high quality uh, turmeric powder online or if you have the money, you can go and supplement, you know, buy a supplement, but it's going to be more expensive and it does the same shit anyway. 
Just get a high quality powder and literally just chuck it in water and drink it. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> like one thing I don't get about, look, I'm just going to end it here. One thing I don't understand about people that don't take supplements because of the taste. Like I've had people say to me, oh, I don't take creatine because they don't like the taste. First of all, it doesn't taste like anything. Second of all, why are you being a bitch? Yeah. Like I will fucking just throw drink. it down. I will throw down, like I will drink just about anything. They, like, I don't care about the taste yeah. so long as it gives me the benefit. Like yeah. it is literally less than 10 seconds of your life. Yeah. If you can't, if you're not willing to drink something that tastes like shit for the benefit that it gives you, then fuck me, dude. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. So yeah, with turmeric, you can have it in food. You can use it in cooking. If you like the taste, I particularly not a big fan of the turmeric flavor. I've, I've just overdone it um, over the years. So I'm, I'm kind of off it, but I will put it in, if when I am supplementing with turmeric I'll, or turmeric, however you want to pronounce it, I'll put it in just warm water with my creatine or whatever it. and just smash it down. All right. So if you've made it this far. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I'll, I'll give a, a, a quick summary. But if, Ooh, there's, if you have any uh, outstanding questions, just submit them to the show and whether it comes up in a, in a Q&A episode or if it is, uh, you know, we answer it at a different time. But so – if you're really just if, – if you want to grab a pen and paper now, if, you're, if you've made it this far and you're thinking, oh, my God, there was so much information, I'm going to have to re-listen to the episode, blah, blah, blah. But if you just Please want do. something – yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Otherwise, briefly, if we're talking about for your muscle, muscles, creatine is your go-to. Put creatine in your diet or your supplement diet, right? Monohydrate, best bang for your buck, creatine, right? we got protein powders lots of different protein powders. It's a food supplement, but you know, if you if you want some protein, WPI is awesome, whey protein isolate, bit more expensive. Otherwise, you got WPC, which is whey protein concentrate. concentrate, which is also fine, right? The one you can ignore is casein, right? Ignore that for now. Uh, after that, we had for uh, performance, we looked at pre-workouts, Again, we're, I'm just giving a brief overview. You can get rid of your pre-workouts. You know, you, you want caffeine for a pre-workout, caffeine tablets or an espresso shot. BCAs are a scam. Or you've got essential amino acids, which, yeah, if you've, if you've ticked off the other things on the list, essential amino acids are good, but once again, a bit more expensive. For your recovery, right, magnesium, you want yourself magnesium, right, right? Uh, there's the mag citrate or citrate, yep. citrate or mag malate, yep. right? Which are, are both pretty good. Again, one's a bit more expensive. You take a comp, you personally take a combination mm -hmm. of the both. Vitamin D is also important. However, it is one that you can overdose on, and you know we're not going to sit here and recommend you go take vitamin D uh, if you. You may have a vitamin D deficiency, but it's actually a hormone, not a vitamin, and it can mess with things. So it's safe, but don't overdo it. You might want to consult with a physician, right, if, if you're worried. And then lastly, joint mobility. Glucosamine is great. Fish oil is great. Turmeric is great, right? They're going to help with your joint health. And this is, again, I said uh, I know about this not just from my surgeries, but my mum having chronic rheumatoid arthritis. These are things that she takes all the time and doctors of different doctors from around the world have recommended this to her. So, you know, I think it's quite well studied. But like you said, 
glucosamine itself, there's not a huge amount of research on it as a supplement for athletes. It's more for things like arthritis. But anyway, it's not like it's a dangerous supplement, glucosamine. And don't chew your fish oil tablets. Please don't. So I think that's if you just listen to that sort of last five minutes and took down notes on that, the bill if you take all this shit is going to be quite expensive. So as Kieran said, take what's relevant to you. If you have bad joints, if you struggle with recovery, you know, or maybe you're someone, there's people who don't drink coffee or take any caffeine. Man, you don't necessarily have to go and take a pre-workout caffeine. Oh, sorry, and I did miss one for performance, your electrolytes, yeah, right? Yeah. So essentially your your Gatorades to replace your minerals mm-hmm. because we sweat so much, you want to instantly replace that so you can keep working out. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, and so- I mean, there are so many supplements that are I have used or I am currently using for athletic performance and recovery and all sorts of things like that that aren't on this list. But otherwise, if, if I mention everything, and give everything it's, you know, Eight time hour the, episode. yeah, we're going to have like multiple hour episodes. So if you have any questions or you want to know about a specific supplement, it's a perfect opportunity. Submit those questions for a Q&A episode and we'll definitely, uh, we'll get to those. And and, and then just the, the last thing, this probably just applicable to our Australian listeners. If someone is then going to go, okay, yeah, cool. I'm going to add some supplements into mm. my training or whatever what website or brand is there a particular just one or two names that you yeah would there's a few there's a few so um depending on what supplement you're getting for creatine i recommend uh atp science atp science they're international you, our american uh listeners and canadian and wherever you can get atp science yeah. um yeah so their creatine monohydrate is Korea pure that's why i'm recommending them uh so for australian listeners that just want you know something in bulk like beta alanine or or if you want like a pro- Decent protein powder in bulk, bulknutrients.com is bulk decent. Nutrients. Yep. And I don't have any affiliation with any of these companies. Um, they're cheap. They're in bulk. They're decent quality. Um, yeah, but predominantly they're quite cheap. And uh, for everything like magnesium, zinc, and vitamin D, particularly vitamin D, I uh, recommend Thorne. So that's T-H-O-R-N-E, Thorne. I think they, they're proper names like Thorn Labs or Thorn Science or something like that. If you type in Thorn Supplements, you'll see them. They're very high quality. They're uh, third-party tested, a little bit more expensive, but when you're taking something like vitamin D and magnesium and and, and, and the like, quality does matter. So yeah, I, I if you're going to spend your money on something like magnesium, I recommend getting a high quality one and look no further than Thorn. All right. Well, guys, that was, I mean, it felt like a very in-depth episode, but I know that it was really only scratching the surface of supplements. Like mm. you said, that podcast you were listening to had like multiple episodes yeah, like an, an- solely on magnesium. Yep. You know? <laughs> so obviously, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's legit scientists that develop these things, yeah. you know, so you could spend a lot of time. But I think that's for people who don't take any supplements and are interested that's a good episode for you. And if you liked it, don't forget to give us a follow and a like on social media platform of your choosing. You know, we're on Instagram, beyond jujitsu underscore podcasts. Uh, if you want to go further, we have our Patreon page. All the links are on our Instagram. But otherwise, next episode, episode 40, the next Q&A, Ask a Black Belt. So stay tuned for that. Until next time. See ya.